Slur. Slur is the nothing personal word of the day for March 10th, 2021. Since last night, I have not had a great night, great day. I've been thinking about this show and how I wanted to approach with you what happened with the Miami Heat player, Myers Leonard. And I decided that I'm gonna come at it maybe from a slightly different angle than what you're hearing and what you are listening to with other personalities, other people in the media, maybe your friends, maybe your family. I wanna give you the background of what happened. There is a platform called Twitch. Twitch is where you play video games and people watch you play video games. It's the craziest thing ever. How great is that? You get paid. Myers Leonard get, has sponsors. He's very good at gaming. And there are people who make money because other people want to watch them play video games. I don't think it's anything different than when you buy a ticket to a sporting event and you watch people play basketball or baseball or football. Now you just watch people play video games. Myers Leonard was on a live stream. He was playing a video game. Doesn't matter what it was. It may have been Call of Duty. Doesn't matter what it was. And he was playing and he said, referring either to someone in the game, someone he was playing against, someone in the room. It's a nine second video. It's very unclear who he was referring to. He said, hey, you K-B-I-T-C-H, K-I-K-E-B-I-T-C-H. I'm not gonna say the words, not gonna, there's no reason to say the words. It was tweeted out and I immediately called Coca and I said, this is about to get serious. Right now, the Miami Heat are going to have to respond to this immediately. And Myers Leonard has a problem. He's an injured player right now. He's got, he's a player option or a team option. I'm sorry, next year, he's gonna get released. I told Coca, he is done. You cannot possibly say that word anytime, but definitely this time. Time passed, nothing, silence. I kept calling Coca and I kept saying, something's going on here. There's been no response from anyone. Then the gaming sponsor of Myers Leonard dropped him before we'd heard from the NBA or the Heat or Myers. And then slowly but surely responses came in. And I've been thinking about where my outrage is and how to channel it so that we can actually learn something. It does no use to just have a cancel culture where people disappear. What will matter only is the education of all of us. So I wanted to give you where that word comes from because Myers Leonard, when he finally came out with an apology, which you knew was going to happen, it was wordsmithed by his PR people. The Heat were definitely involved. His agent was involved. And he started by saying he was sorry, which you have to start with. And the second sentence of his statement 
was, quote, while I didn't know what the word meant at the time, my ignorance about its history and how offensive it is to the Jewish community is absolutely not an excuse. And I was just wrong. And I was struck. How does someone not know what that word is? Is that possible? How could that be what he said after so many hours of silence? The best he could come up with is that I don't know what the word means. He certainly didn't say he's never used it before. If you use a racial slur once, it means you've done it twice, five times, 10 times. Do you use words that you have never heard of? Don't understand what they mean? I've been asking a lot of people, I've been thinking about it, and it turns out maybe it's true. Maybe it's possible that he had no idea what that word meant. A long time ago, my family emigrated, immigrated here from Russia, Russian Jews, didn't speak English. When they had a register at Ellis Island or wherever they entered the country, Many Jewish people would not, were not able to write the, write the Latin alphabet. They spoke Yiddish. And when they were asked to sign their name upon entry, many people were just putting an X. X marks the spot is the expression. And X to some Jews, to many Jews had the association with Christianity. So often Jewish people would draw a circle instead of an X. The word for circle in Yiddish is keikel, K-I-K-E-L. Over time, people who did not like the Jews, wanted to persecute the Jews, which led up into an including World War II, and since then, the L got eliminated from the word keikel in Yiddish, and that became a slur used to describe and denigrate Jewish people. Maybe Myers didn't know that. Maybe he didn't know what the background was. Maybe people who use the N-word don't know how hurtful it is to black people. Or the G word, how hurtful it is to Italian people. Or the K word, how hurtful it is to Jewish people. Does that matter? Is ignorance a defense? We have to change our educational baseline. Myers Leonard may have been saying the K word for years. The owner of his team is a man named Mickey Arison, whose family, his father was Ted Arison, not just famous for starting Carnival, famous for being one of the great supporters of Israel and the Jewish people. If Myers Leonard had been using that word around the heat and no one corrected him to tell him that it was a word that you cannot, should not say, then I'd be shocked, disappointed, saddened. If you hear a friend of yours or a teammate using a word and they use it correctly, 
Do you then believe they know what the word means? I do. I assume it. If you use a word out of context, I would say that to someone I'm with. Why are you using that word? It doesn't make sense in this context. Explain to me why you thought that you should be using that word now. There'd be a conversation. There'd be an education. Sometimes I'd learn. Sometimes I would teach. But either way, there would be a conversation. And in this case, it is clear to me there had never been a conversation. And this is me wanting to believe Myers Leonard is telling the truth. This is me wanting to believe that all of the 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 PR people and the team people and the NBA representatives, that all of them were willing to accept and agree that Myers Leonard could release a statement saying that he didn't know what the word meant. Let's take him at his word and let's change it starting now. When you hear people use a racial slur, tell them what it is. And if they know it, then say when you use it, you mean it. When they don't know it, you explain it. And if they use it, they mean it. When they don't know it and you explain it and they stop using it, it means they didn't know it. How come it is that when anyone uses the N word, they're done? Third rail, fired, suspended indefinitely, and then fired and released. We are at a time in our history where words have consequences more than ever. And why is it when there's a slur against Jews that it is taken differently than a slur against black people or Italian people or short people? or Native American people, what is the difference, I ask you? Just think about it. Is the difference because you have a feeling one way or another about certain ethnicities, that you're okay to accept certain slurs about certain ethnicities and certain slurs are not acceptable? Are we part of a culture where only certain people are canceled for certain things, but we get to choose, we get to decide what's worse? Anti-Semitism is an all-time high. No one knew what to do yesterday. The NBA was asked about it. And they said, we just became aware of the video. We're in the process of gathering more information. The NBA unequivocally condemns all forms of hate speech. It was a nine second goddamn video. You're in the process of gathering more information. I don't even know what that means. Means you're calling up Myers. Was that your voice? You're calling up Myers and saying, do you know what that word means? The heat were silent. They sent some person out to say, we are reviewing video of center Myers Leonard using an anti-Semitic slur earlier today while live streaming his video gameplay via Twitch. Run a team for 18 years. You do not hide behind the fact that you are gathering more information when you are a Jewish owner yourself or a Jewish team president. You take the microphone yourself. It took the heat nine hours to respond. And when they did, they responded in the weakest way a team can respond. They hid behind their own brand. The Miami Heat has released the following document. That is bull. When you're Mickey Arison, you've got to release it yourself with your name. You and Pat Riley have been the face of this organization. 
all of the greatness that the Heat have done on the court, off the court, in the community. You've got to be the face when one of your players does something that boils the skin of your community and your fans in a way that is not just unacceptable, but disgraceful. Instead, the heat, the heat is not a person, it's an entity. Your team, your company is a thing. This is personal. You stand up and you don't release a statement, you meet the media, you release a video on your social media, you call an old fashioned press conference and give it a face. Show the emotion of what it feels like when a player who you love, who you signed, who you pay money to, says a word that by definition means that either he's too uneducated to understand the hurt it causes or worse, he knows exactly the hurt it causes and doesn't care. So the Miami Heat vehemently condemned the use of any form of hate speech. It's the same line that everyone uses. The words used by Myers Leonard were wrong and we will not tolerate hateful language from anyone associated with our franchise. It's the franchise giving the statement. Myers Leonard will be away from the team indefinitely. The Miami Heat will cooperate with the NBA while it conducts its investigation. Horse hockey. I wouldn't allow Major League Baseball to conduct the investigation if one of our players said a racial slur, I'd conduct it. I would have the finding. I would speak to the union and I would speak to the commissioner of baseball and I would tell them exactly what we're doing when we are releasing this player. I tweeted it out yesterday and I'm more emotional about it today. It is not about wins and losses. Myers Leonard is out for the year. You're right. What if it had been Jimmy Butler, their best player? Who never would say that. I've told you that I've been guilty in the past where I've tried to be as consistent as possible with punishment, but the reality is there are certain players you allow to do certain things because of their skill on the field and their ability to help you win games, but not when it comes to racial slurs. Am I making a judgment? You're damn right I am. At some point, it has to stop. The vocabulary for people, it has to be eliminated. We thought 2020 was going to be the reckoning. Was it the reckoning only for black people with Black Lives Matter? Why can't it be the reckoning for all of us? Why can't we expect and have zero tolerance for anyone who says or does anything that indicates that his, her, or their race, color, or creed is greater or more important than someone else's. Why can't we just be at zero? To me, it seems absolutely impossible to believe that the Heat are suspending him indefinitely and not immediately releasing him. 
it seems impossible to believe that the Heat are okay with the NBA doing the investigation. It seems impossible to believe that the Heat hid behind a team statement and didn't put a face and name to it. It seems impossible to believe that Myers Leonard did not know what that word meant. It seems impossible to believe that anybody could use a word that they don't know, but they've got to know there's something wrong with it. He knew enough to use it as an adjective along with the word B-I-T-C-H. But let's make today the day where the impossible ends. How about it? On the day before the one-year anniversary, when Rudy Gobert tested positive for COVID and the sports world came to an end, let's mark tomorrow as the day when racial slurs are out of the dictionary. They are not recognized as parts of speech. The letters combined do not recognized and are not recognized as a word in the English language. I guess we'll wait to see if that happens. We'll wait to see if Myers Leonard is released. I don't think he'll ever wear a heat uniform again. Wait to see if people take it seriously from this day forward, not just racial slurs that impact black people, brown people, white people, red people, purple people. We are going to wait to see if we finally hit the inflection point. I have. And my inflection point is this. My tolerance for ignorance is disappearing. And it's not half-living close to zero. It's hitting zero. And I'm committing myself to educating as many people as I can, whether it's through this platform or any other platform or any conversation, just like we told you to use your platform over the years of COVID and of all the systemic inequalities and racism. We said, use your platform. If you speak to one person, 10,000 people, 100,000 people, or 100 million people. I am telling you right now, I'm not devoting another minute of my time to anything other than when it comes to this, educating people so we never have to read again. Someone say, I used a word and I didn't know what it meant. I used a word I don't understand its consequence. I used a word that seemed wrong and now I realize it is wrong. So I have to do an ordinary apology, the likes of which we break down on nothing personal every day because they're coming every damn day. Maybe tomorrow is the day it stops. We're going to wait and we're going to see. Sports world had plenty of other things going on. The business world, politics, it's every day. It's why we can come to you every day. Because there are other stories. I feel as though any other story takes on much less significance. But to me, they're all, everything we talk about and nothing personal matters. Some things matter more than others. But if it's in the show, it means it's something I care about, Coca cares about, and we think that you care about. It is very difficult to segue from that topic to another topic. 
You know, I turned on uh, Paramount Plus yesterday. It started on March 4th and I clicked it. It's no longer CBS All Access. It's called Paramount Plus and it's now live. So when you hit it, you get to see all of the shows you can watch, Survivor. I went through some seasons. I did sneak a peek at the first few minutes of season 28, episode one, because I am an absolute glutton for punishment. I looked at the end of season uh, 28 to watch my friend Tony win a million dollars. I looked at the first few minutes of the Mission Impossible movies, which I can now see on Paramount Plus. It's actually a pretty cool channel. It's uh, it's on your smart TV. It's an app. You can download it right now. But you get all these channels, the Smithsonian Channel, Black Entertainment Television, Nickelodeon, MTV. I keep wanting to see the Borderline video on MTV. 1984, I, it was in heavy rotation. I used to love MTV with the flag on the moon, MTV Music Television. There's a spot on Paramount Plus for the NFL, which is going to start. There's a spot for March Madness, which is now. We're in March. Conference tournaments are starting. We're going to watch golf, Masters in April. Paramount Plus, I'm in, guys, and you should be too. Get it now. It's live. It's a mountain of entertainment. Speaking of live, Coca, I was looking for a question yesterday, and I can't believe that I was lucky enough to get it. You know what I want? So you want to talk to Samson. That's a segment we do where you get on my Twitter at David P. Samson and you press follow, get into the DMs, ask a question. I try to get to as many as I can. I try to answer them either on Twitter where I'll interact with you and I really try to interact. I try to, uh, I was a uh, Coke. I was a guest on a podcast this morning, very early, recorded it very, very early in the morning. Uh, and I, I, the, the person who does the podcast was surprised that I agreed to it much like you get surprised when I tell you how many of these I agree to. But I just think it's important to uh, to help people the way people help me and to give people time the way you give me your time. So say so you want to talk to Samson is when you ask a question and we do a segment, it's based on the movie Half-Baked. And here's the question based on everything going on and how difficult a period we are in and how amazing a period we're in if we actually take advantage. The question was, would you tell your players and executives to stop all live interviews given what is happening right now? Ooh, that is a perfect question because I thought about that a lot. And I was searching through DMs, wondering if anyone was gonna ask about what was going on from a different angle the Miami Heat and Myers Leonard situation. Back in uh, 2004, five, six, uh, Dan Lebitard had a uh, local show in Miami on 790 The Ticket. I would be a guest once a week reviewing movies in a, in a small segment. And one of the things that Lebitard liked to do was to have guests on the show. And he would like to have Miami Marlin and Florida, at that time, Florida Marlin players. And the Marlins players would go on the show and he would be unkind to them. He would trick them into saying things they didn't want to say. He's a master puppeteer. He would get them into uncomfortable positions, asking them questions. It was sort of the beginning of his, of the absolute conglomerate that he has built and following he's built except our players 
did not want to be on his show anymore. And they refused to go on his show because they felt as though he was going to embarrass them with his intellectual superiority. Players were always worried about how they looked when they did live interviews. We did media training for players. We did media training for any front facing executives. I went through media training in French and in English. A lot of good it did, you're going to say, but it did. And the reason why you go through media training is that you have to learn how to bridge. Bridging is the following concept. No matter what an interviewer asks you, I'm going to answer exactly what I want to answer with the message points that I exactly want to deliver. And I will find a way to bridge your question into my answer every single time. I don't care what your question is. I may not even be listening to what your question is, but I can tell you one thing. I know what my answer is. I know exactly what I want to say, when I want to say it, and how I want to say it. That's what's so damn frustrating about people who make headlines accidentally, who say slurs accidentally. The problem is in this day and age, being live on anything is fraught with danger. So would I tell my players to stop giving live interviews? The answer is no, but here's how media training would look today. We'd sit a player down and I would have a list of words and subjects that can never be discussed in an interview. No exceptions. A list of words, a list of phrases, a list of subjects. They'd be laminated. They would be given to the player, not one time and then thrown away every day. Part of being a baseball team and being in public is that people want to hear your voice. They want to see your face. And a small percentage want to see you fail. I ignore that small percentage. And I'm never going to give them what they want. And I wouldn't want my players to either. I don't want the players to put me in a position where I have to make a move based on what they've said off the field versus what they've done on the field. Is it boring this way? Maybe. Tell me about the game today. Well, I was disappointed to have struck out three times, but I can tell you I couldn't recognize the guy's slider. And boy, did he have good, good movement on his fastball and my ball just couldn't find a hole. Well, that doesn't sound like an exciting interview. Let me ask you a question. What do you think about the other team saying that you guys suck? Oh, let me look at my piece of paper. No, I'm not going to give bulletin board material to the other team. And I'm not going to answer that question at all. Is that realistic to tell players to stick to the game, to shut up and stick to baseball? No, that's not realistic. So then if I can't give them a piece of paper and say, don't say these words, don't say these concepts and only answer questions about on the field, what's my next step? My next step is say no live interviews. Nope, that's not it. Can't do that. My next step is saying everything that you say in this interview is not just for tomorrow's newspaper that becomes the next day's toilet paper. Everything that you say will be attached to your name for the rest of your life. 
You don't believe me? Google yourself. You don't believe me? Google me. It's how it works. Tell your 18-year-old, 17-year-old, 14-year-old children that, don't you? Players or kids, they're often in the big leagues at 21, 22, 23, not thinking about the fact that they're going to be 40 one day. Can't even picture it. I couldn't picture 40 when I was 20. I couldn't picture the year 2000 in 1985. Felt as though the world was going to end. Players need to be taught. Executives need to be taught. People in the media need to be taught that everything you say lives forever. What about executives? Same as players. I don't know why in your question you felt a difference between players and execs. I don't know if you thought that maybe execs are more educated than players. Execs are smarter than players. They're more polished than players. Most execs have much less experience in front of cameras than players who are literally, stop it, David, not literally. They have been in front of cameras almost their whole lives because they've been the best at every team they've been on. They've been interviewed constantly more experienced than execs in a lot of ways. So to answer your question, I would not tell them to stop live interviews. They're necessary. But I would go back to how we started this show. And it's what I do now. I would educate. I would educate. Before we go to break, I want to talk about a correction. And I want to be quick about it just to tell you that we do this show 45 minutes for you every single day. It's not edited. I don't have notes. I don't, I have a run of show. I don't have a prompter. And sometimes I make mistakes. And when you tell me I've made mistakes, I'm going to correct them. I want to hear them because I own my mistakes because they're going to happen when you do a show like we do it. The word of the day yesterday was je le ferai, which is I'll do it. In French, meaning Jerry Jones said, I'll take over the negotiation for Dak Prescott. A loyal listener to nothing personal who was nervous to correct my French, don't ever be nervous, sir, said, actually, you used it incorrectly. When you say I'll do it as in I'm going to do something like take over negotiations, you say je vais le faire. Je vais is I'm going. Le faire, it, fair to do. I am going to do it is the literal translation of, of I'll do it. Je le ferai is I will do it, but it is not the correct context of I will take over negotiations. I'll take care of this. I've got this. It's je vais le faire. Thank you for that correction. I told you I'd correct it and I meant it. We come back, we're gonna review a documentary that I watched in one sitting, a three-parter, and we are definitely going to get to Blake Snell, who had some interesting things to say yesterday. We will be right back. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. I'm David Sampson. Thank you for making it through the gauntlet. I like that there are commercials and there's a break. But when you come back, it makes me even happier. We watch a movie every single day. I've been doing it forever. And now I have a way to review a movie every day or a TV show. And I'm taking suggestions from listeners all the time. I keep a list on the phone in the notes section of suggestions and I try to get to them, but the list is so long that there's no way to ever get to all of them, but keep them coming. Someone said, please watch Murder Among the Mormons on Netflix. It's a three-part documentary, three hours. I happen to be going to Salt Lake City soon. I love the musical Book of Mormon with our friend Josh Gad, who started and was the initial elder, I don't remember which part, Elder Cunningham. I don't know if he played Elder Cunningham, one of the elders. I can tell you that I've been lucky enough to be in Salt Lake City a few times, and what I know about Mormons is not much. Haven't studied haven't learned other than from the play. And I don't necessarily take what I hear in Broadway or in movies as true. This documentary is about a murder that takes place in the Mormon community and how the Mormon community attempted to cover it up, did they? How the history of the Mormons is fascinating and there is an entire market of memorabilia, and I don't mean top shot, I don't mean digital. I'm talking actual documents that are hundreds of years old that give some sort of insight into the starting of the Mormon religion, the Mormon church. I am not going to spoil murder among the Mormons for you, except to say that there are bombings in Salt Lake City that are tied to the Mormon church, tied to the Mormon people. It is crazy. The characters, you can't write them because they exist. They're real. If I went to Metal Arc Media and said, hey, Dan, I have an idea for a movie. It's a movie about Mormons and about a murder that takes place, a killing, a bombing, and here's the backstory. Here's the actual story. Here's the going forward story. Lebetard would say, get out of my basement. Murder Among the Mormons. I really do think you should watch it. Please let me know what you think. And thank you for the suggestion. Nothing personal pick of the day. We are 31 and 20. The NBA is back after its extended all-star break. Second half of the season starts tonight with two games. I should point out that the NBA is trying to get all its teams to the 72-game mark. There have been games that are postponed because of COVID, not canceled. They do want to get everyone there before the playoffs start to 72. They're going to be playing a lot of games. Adam Silver's come out and said he wants next season to be regular, start in October, end in April, playoffs end in June with the champion champion. 
There's got to be a return to the schedule. Do you remember in the beginning of COVID? I bet you do. When everyone was playing at once and we all said, wow, maybe the calendars are going to change. This is outstanding. And I said on nothing personal, are you kidding me? Networks don't want this. Leagues don't want this. They want their own time because that's how they get higher rights fees. And we know from the signing of Dak Prescott that the NFL rights fees are going to skyrocket. <laughs> no, we don't. We just read that yesterday. So the NBA is back. The Dallas Mavericks are giving four and a half points. They're playing the, oh God, Coca. I, I'm, I'm, I forgot who they're playing. Are they playing the Spurs? All right, thank you. They're playing the Spurs. It's the Wizards against the Grizzlies and the Spurs against the Mavericks. I'm taking the Mavs minus four and a half because I'm still bullish on Luka as the MVP of this league. I'm still bullish on the Mavericks as a team that can contend in the Western Conference with the Nuggets, with the Lakers. And they have been inconsistent the first half of the season. The second half, consistency starts. It's hard to ever go against Popovich, but only given four and a half. When I looked at this game before the line came out, I had it at six and a half or seven. When it was four and a half, it was a slam dunk to go with Dallas. Dallas Mavericks were 31 and 20. Not so bad. And baseball's around the corner. Baseball's starting soon. New balls, please. You ever watch a tennis match where they say that? I, I bet you have, right? So you're watching tennis and they're playing and all of a sudden the umpire at the end of the game, new balls, please. And then who's ever serving with the new balls has an advantage because new balls and tennis have this amazing bounce to them and you can get a real great kick on a kick serve on your spin second serve. You can hit them even harder on your first flat serve. Baseball has said that there'll be new balls for 2021 some discussion whether or not the balls will be more dead. I've told you that baseball has screwed around with their balls time and time again while denying it, saying they're the same, they're within one standard deviation of what's accepted and normal within the rule books. I ignored all of that when I was in baseball and I went right to the players and I said, talk to me. How do your balls feel? Blake Snell came out yesterday and said, my balls feel a little raised. Bigger seams, thicker laces. I'm able to really dig my fingers in and get more break on the breaking ball. And by the way, fly balls aren't carrying. Blake, are you paying attention? Because around spring training, balls are carrying like crazy. Players are hitting home runs 480 feet like it's nothing, honey. The ball is flying in Major League Baseball, Blake. And here's why. Just a little nugget for yourself. Here's how it works. And I think uh, I haven't given you enough detail on this. Baseballs cost money. We buy baseballs from Rawlings. They are official Major League Baseballs signed by the commissioner, Rob Manford. We don't tell our ball boys to not throw balls in the stands, even though it used to drive me crazy because it's like throwing a $10 bill in the stands every time. But for $10, you're making a fan's day, but it adds up. So we had certain rules like the ball boy in front of the netting, just put him in the bucket. Now the netting is extended all the way out to outfields in many cases 
which helps. Players, we instruct them, don't throw balls into the stands. You can toss them because we've been sued so many times for people who get hit in the knocker. What's the name for a head? I don't think it's called the knocker. I, I'm totally blanking, Coca. There's an expression. Anyway, knocked in the head. The noggin. Thank you, Coca. People get hit in the noggin with a ball that's thrown overhand. And if they get hurt, then they sue. So we tell our players, you can toss the ball in the stands. Don't whip it. Balls that are taken out of play. If you ever watch a baseball game, if a ball hits the dirt, the catcher takes the ball and rolls it toward the ball boy. The ball boy has a bag, two bags. One bag has game-ready balls that have been caked in mud, put in the human door and ready to be given to the umpire when the umpire looks toward the dugout and puts out a three or a two or a four or a one. That means he's telling the ball boy the number of balls he wants in his possession to put in his pocket so he can be ready to play and give the ball to the pitcher or the catcher. Two bags. One has the game balls. One has the game used balls. Game used balls are balls that are taken out of play. What teams do with game used balls is they use them during BP the next day. Balls that are hit for home runs or foul balls during BP are retrieved by ushers. They're used, they're given away. But balls that stay in play are put back in buckets, and those buckets are used in the batting cage when you put a ball on a tee. They're used in BP when coaches are throwing to hitters. And then there are game balls. Game balls become practice balls. Do you know that in 2020, there was a full allotment of balls given to every team? Because you get them before the season starts. You get them in spring training. The balls that were given in 2020 were not used by all teams last year because there were only 60 games. Therefore, every team in baseball has a very large number of unused 2020 balls. The 2020 balls are the balls that are being used in spring training by the overwhelming majority of the teams. And they're going to use those balls until they run out or until the regular season of 2021 begins. There is no mandate in baseball that you have to use 2021 balls in 2021 spring training games. There is, however, a mandate in baseball that you have to use 2021 game balls for 2021 regular season games. Is it possible that San Diego Padres are using the 2021 game balls and they've said, you know what? We're going to not use the 2020 balls. No. Is it possible that the San Diego Padres, along with every other team, have given their pitchers the 2021 balls so they can get a feel for them as they get ready for the 2021 season? Yes. That is how Blake Snell very likely knows that the 2021 ball has the bigger seams, thicker. <clears throat> but it's not how he knows that fly balls aren't carrying as much as they might have previously. It is going to be outstandingly interesting to watch to see what happens in 2021 with these new balls. 
you know, the home runs <clears throat> is something that fans like, right? Like the long ball. The rate of home runs in 2019 was at an all-time high. We know that. We know that we have a way to see that says home runs are not going to approach the 2019 level because the ball is going to change. We're aware of all those things, right? I'm not doubling down on my wait to see because I already have the wait to see out there. What I'm saying is that baseball will not study this new ball after a month or two months or three months. They do it in year increments. We will not really know whether Blake Snell is correct. We will not really know whether or not the changes that were made to the ball deadened the ball. We will have anecdotal evidence. We'll have players come out and say, man, my ball didn't carry. Or they say, wow, that felt good coming out of my hand. Or they'll say, I thought I got all of it. And it ends up a fly ball. We will only know after one year. I want to conclude the show by returning to where we started. And while we continued on with the business of sports and other stories that have taken place today, I want to return to the Myers Leonard story and leave you with this closing thought. We can be the change that we all claim we want to be. We can pretend to protest and to be intolerant of hatred and racism. We can act as though we care when we release statements or when we cancel people who say things that we may think to ourselves, say to ourselves or agree with, but we wanna be on quote unquote, the majority side. We can do all of those things or we can do what's right. Let's make today the day that you decide what's right, you decide what's wrong, and if we do it all at the same time, we will never have to discuss slurs or racism or bigotry again, and I never say never. Thank you for listening to the show. Today, there was a lot of business to do, and it was plenty personal. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com